everyone, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me, as always, is Jesse. Oh, hi. And Caitlin. Hello. And today we are talking about One Tree Hill Season 3, Episode 1, titled I Like You Like an Arsonist. Which, fun fact, is a song by Paris, Texas. Okay. The least subtle title anyone has ever given a TV episode. Correct. We're just starting season three with, like, all the obvious jokes. Yep. Oh, yeah. But, guys, look, we made it to season three. We did. Jesse, we just have, you know, seven more seasons to go. (laughs) Yay. But we made it. We're at the end of summer of senior year. So, yay. Summer before senior year. Yes. Okay. So, we open with it's 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 kind of a callback to the end of season 2 and beginning of season 3. It kind of all meshes together. Okay? Not that any of us forgot that Dan was on fire. Oh. Right, Dan is on fire. Um, so we open with Dan still in the burning dealership, passed out. Nathan coming home to Deb, and them both saying that they've been home alone. And you know, Nathan's like, "I had stuff to do." Blah 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 blah, making everyone a suspect in my eyes. Yep. And Haley shows up saying more than just hi, like she did in the season finale. She actually says another sentence and says, "I want to come home, Nathan." And Deb immediately says, Nathan, we have to go. It's urgent. It's your father. And she tells Haley, come with us. You should come with us. Look at her being supportive. That was very sweet. (laughs) Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Then we go back to Lucas, who is on the beach with Peyton, where we left them. And he says, we should probably go home. And she says, I can't be there alone. Can you stay with me? And... (sighs) Yeah, she admits to Lucas that she's been getting these all these creepy emails. And then Ellie shows up saying that she's her mother. And Lucas, while they're talking, hears sirens in the distance. And he looks visibly upset. Yeah. And he tells Peyton he did something tonight and he can't take it back. (sighs) Man, it's really hard to narrow down who did it when literally everyone in town hates Dan. It is. I mean, literally, didn't Karen in one of these episodes literally say maybe you should look in the phone book? Yeah. Because yeah. everybody hates Dan. Start with A in the phone book. Right? Exactly. It was the next episode. Yeah. Exactly. Because I, I, wrote, I, I wrote some notes about Karen's verbal dissection oh, of Dan. She oh. was on point that episode. But I digress. That's next week's yeah. episode. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so then we cut to the dealership. Still on fire. And firefighters are trying to put out the blaze. And Nathan and Haley instinctively hold hands to comfort each other. It was so cute. And that was (gasps) the first time I cried in this episode. Uh Uh This one made you cry? Oh, yeah. I cried like three times in this episode. I have notes about it. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get a fake out, multiple fake outs that Dan may be dead, but, but he's not. Oh, unfortunately. Nope. Dan's alive. And he's God also not like fully burnt up like Two Face in uh, Dark Knight. Like <laughs> I really wanted like exposed jaw gristle 
like I really needed him. Well, he was well, he wasn't set on fire. The building was. But we find out later he was on fire. He yeah, has he get hurt. Hurt. Yeah, yeah. But not like on his face. Unfortunately. Fire doesn't do that. Just <laughs> unfortunately. Just yeah. Go where you want it to go. Sorry. <sighs> Plus, here's the thing. Do you really want to have a scarred up Dan Scott for the rest of the series? Yes. He's already, he's already bad enough to look at. He's already made the transition into super villain. He needs to look the part now. His assy haircut needs to be like singed off. I want half. I want Two-Face. Dan Scott is Two-Face. Okay. <laughs> I almost disagree with that because he's trans. Like he has. Yes, he's gone like full supervillain, but I think that's part of his like super villaininess is that to the people that don't know him, he's not a supervillain. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's he's still, part of why, still... like what makes him a good villain is he's unfortunately one of those people that would be like, Oh, he'd never hurt anybody. He's so charming and nice. Yeah. He's only a villain to those who actually know him. The rest of the town still think he's a flipping hero. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose. So. I mean, yeah, you have to remember that one, too. So, yeah, that happens. So Dan's not dead. Damn. But good news. We get some opening credits and we get new ones because it's a new season. And guess who is now a series regular? So we will get him every episode now, kids. Pinkus! His name is Mouth, both of you. How dare you? <laughs> How very dare you? His name is Mouth Marvin McFadden, to be exact. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, Lucas. How in the new opening credits they include the car crash with Keith? Uh-huh. Like, they I have. Was, oh, that's two. dramatic. <laughs> yeah, they've had that since season two, honey. Yeah, that was their well, last. I normally, see, here's the thing. I normally skip the opening credits, and for whatever reason, for the season one premiere, Hulu wouldn't let me do that. So I actually had to sit there and watch it. Uh, uh, it just so needs can, to bring no. you back into the world. It needs to like. Yeah, no, no. The car crash times out with actually the drums crash in the song, and it's kind of hilarious. It's, it's like, editing. oh, let me tell yeah, you, great right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Great editing. Right. <laughs> that sound designer knew what he was doing. Yes. So yeah. So anyway, we go to Lucas at the airport with a lovely bouquet of flowers, and Brooke with a new set of bangs <laughs> shows oh, yeah. up at the airport. And she's just getting back into town and goes straight to Lucas and says that he can't ambush her with flowers and a nicely tanned end of, end of summer body, considering how things left off with them. And he <laughs> says, well, I was actually here to pick up my mom from New Zealand. I thought you were getting into town tomorrow. And she immediately turns on him and goes, oh, look, there's my cab. Maybe you can tell me you love me or something and walks off. <laughs> can I just I, say, Davis, these look, Davis first two episodes... Is- Prime Brooke Brooke was on point. Yes. Oh, yeah. Brooke Davis was is the VP of these first Brooke two Davis. episodes. Yes. These two episodes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. But hey, Undo- Lucas made it to the airport in one piece to pick up Karen this time. He did. He, he did. did. He did. He did. The we flowers. He drove himself. And Lucas drove- is a safe driver, <laughs> as we know. He just doesn't. Tr- he doesn't pick drivers well it, when he is in the passenger seat. Correct. We get we get a drunk Nathan. We get a Keith. We get a Peyton. We get a Peyton <laughs> running red lights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Peyton, um, after the airport, Lucas actually goes over to Peyton's house and he finds her painting her room. And he jokes, 
like we as the audience did, that she couldn't go an entire summer without doing something to her room. Yep. I mean, Straight she's had some emotional trauma here. She's having a crisis. Straight a hair. Crisis for, yep. Yeah. New hairdo. Yeah. Her hair looks fantastic it this looks season. So and good. I just would also like to point out that the flashback wig they made Hillary Burton wear was rough. Uh-huh. Like, but fun fact is, the reason that she cut her hair and changed her hair for season three was because she was no longer doing the weekly trips to New York anymore. I remember her saying that because I remember for season one and two, remember she still worked for MTV and would fly back and do MTV stuff on the weekends. So she couldn't change her hair. Season three, she fought and lobbied for her hair to change because she wanted something different. Hmm. So good for her. her. Yeah, you mentioned the TRL stuff last season, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it makes sense. She has more freedom personally as Hillary Burton. Yes. But yeah. speaking to Caitlin's points, all of the flashback wigs were rough. Haley's flashback wig later in this episode, I think rough, uh-huh. real, real rough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who yeah. boy, yeah. So... Um, they're being all cute with each other and joking and bantering about how, you know, Lucas is going to help her paint a room. And he says, Brooke's home. And Peyton asks him, what's he going to tell her? And we as the audience are going, tell her what? What happened? I don't like this implication. I really I, don't like that they did this. Like, yeah. I'm over it, man. Yeah. I'm over it. That's all. Yeah, I no, get that. They did it. They they did it earlier in the episode earlier in the episode. This is still the first five minutes of the episode, but they did it before on the beach when Peyton's like, stay with me. I don't, I can't be alone. It's like, Uh are we redoing this? There are so many other characters to have love triangles with. Why is this happening again? (laughs) Well, you know, yeah. Senior year, man. Senior year. Hey, hey, I mean, I think there is this whole thing that, I mean, and it is kind of a, a theme through, these first two episodes, because if you all remember, we watch two at a time and record them two at a time, that there's a lot of parallels between beginning of the season one and beginning of season three. They're starting the school years essentially the same. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And we'll get to that. But it's 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 crazy that they're doing this and it's kind of annoying. But I kind of get why they're doing it in a, in a couple ways, just to kind of parallel beginning of each the junior and senior year. But yeah. I don't know. So then we cut over to Dan, who is ransacking Nathan's room, like literally just turning everything, all the drawers, everything just upside down to try to find these damn annulment papers. And he's also stress itching his burns, (laughs) which Deb points out. And it's hilarious. Just Dan, don't get agitated. That's how your burns start to itch. Remember what the doctors say. (laughs) I don't know. Like burns are like chicken pox. Apparently who knew? Great. (laughs) Great. Great. Yeah. Um, And Deb asks Dan if the fact that the dealership's almost rebuilt and he's going to have to go back to work soon could be bringing back some bad memories. We get some creepy flashbacks of Dan on fire and yeah, whatever. Great. Great, Dan's got crazy PTSD. Like, Uh Uh uh-huh. Which is exacerbating his evil, but like crazy PTSD. If yeah. anyone in this universe believed in therapy, Dan Scott would be prime candidate. Oh, and you know who's not helping that PTSD at all? Deb, by asking him if he remembers 
whatever happened. And he says all he remembers is drinking the whiskey and passing out. And then he woke up outside the dealership. Someone saved him. God damn it. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Then we cut over to Nathan, who has been at High Flyers all summer. And he receives a letter from someone who apparently, according to his friend at High Flyers, smells very pretty. And (laughs) we got basketball back, guys. Basketball is back this season. Got it. it. Yes. (laughs) Buckle up, kids. Yeah, I think we had more basketball in this one episode than I think we had the entirety of season two. Yep. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. So, yeah. So basketball's back. Y- yay. Question mark. Sure. Yay. Yay. Uh, but then we get a flashback to the night of the fire. And it's Haley and Nathan after they get back home. And Deb is staying with Dan at the hospital. And Haley tells Nathan that she's sorry for everything. And she tells him that she was offered a solo record deal, but she turned it down to come home and be with him. She's already made enough mistakes. And Nathan, being Nathan, tells her she made another one if she thinks she was coming back for him because he's leaving for high flyers in the morning. And, (laughs) yeah. And he offers Haley the guest room to stay in since uh, there's no more apartment, and he put all her stuff in storage. And Haley, being really remorseful, tells him that there wasn't a moment when she was away that her heart wasn't there with him in Tree Hill. And Nathan says, that's great, but he's still leaving in the morning, and he's taking his heart with him. He is the captain of the salt squad. Uh huh. Yep. These yep. first two yep. episodes, man. Who doggy? Huh. He also made a comment about uh, the hospital needing a Scott family discount. Uh huh. And I did literally LOL. I laughed quite hard. <laughs> yeah, that was good. He's not. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So then we. Cut back over to Lucas in present day. And he's bringing Brooke flowers that he took from the neighbor's yard. And perfect. Yep. And she apologizes to him about her outburst at the airport. She admits that she may have been a little jealous that he wasn't there to see her. And Lucas admits to her that it wasn't fair that he told her that he loved her as she was leaving at the beginning of the summer. He panicked, he said. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But Brooke says, you know what? I thought about it over the summer, and I think we could totally have a summer fling just in the fall and be very non-exclusive. Her whole thing is they hang out, they have fun, and Lucas asks, do we get to kiss? And she says, you bet your ass we kiss. But they also date. But also, he said, do we get to kiss? And, like, he had the cutest look on his face. We all know that I'm not the biggest Lucas fan. (laughs) But he was just, like, so precious and innocent. And he was like, do we get to kiss? Do we get uh-huh. to kiss? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. so cute. Well, I he's been hanging out with Minkus all summer, right? Right? It's just been he him is... and Mouth and Haley, probably. Like, they've, no. yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. The See, girls. I have a question about that, because in this... With Haley staying all summer? Yeah. Yeah, that was, because... that's what I was wondering. Because that's what I've been trying to figure out, because obviously she's not staying with Deb and Dan. No. She's not in the apartment. And when she walks into the cafe and sees Deb and Cameron the first time, they're acting like they still haven't seen her in three months. Yeah. Is that a flashback? No. No, that's present day. That's present day. Because okay. it's when, because it's Karen, it's because Karen's there. And the cafe has been remodeled. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So that I mean, that's a plot hole that I don't know. And if any I listeners can assume knows that she what like went on, and hung out with her parents on the road, because to be honest, if I were sense. going through what Haley's going through, the only person I would want to hang out with is my mom. Uh-huh. So and Jimmy, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Jimmy James, Jimmy James. So James. I'm gonna assume that she just like went and RV'd with her parents for the summer. That would have everybody else is acting like they haven't seen her. So. Yeah. So that would make sense that, yeah, so Lucas is literally just hanging out with the Rivercourt boys all summer. So he's back to like, you know. And Peyton. And Peyton. And Peyton. And Peyton. Yes, yeah. and Peyton. And yeah, no, I Lucas is peak Lucas for me at the beginning yeah. of the season. I adore him this season, yeah. um, especially in these first two episodes. But yeah, yeah so, he's like, do we get to kiss? She said, you bet your sweet ass we kiss. And do we get adorable. to do more than kiss? If you play your cards right. Uh, we have the return of the boyfriend hot take uh, this episode. <gasps> yes. It's been so long. It's been so long. He's also a little out of it because he got his booster shot yesterday. So this oh, is boy. like under the weather boyfriend hot take. Yes. But Brooke, oh, no. Brooke says, yeah, we'll be, we'll just be not exclusive. We'll see other people. And he's like, Brooke, Lucas tried to do that already. <laughs> and you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah so that's, uh, that's that was yeah. the energy we were bringing in to that there we go that might be my favorite boyfriend hot take we've ever had <laughs> yeah yeah he's not wrong he's not wrong not wrong but she clarifies and she says they hang out they have fun and all that stuff but they also can date other people and Lucas says, I think you're a genius. So they both agree to it. Good Great. for them. And okay. Brooke says she has to go over to Peyton's to deal with crazy mom stuff. And Lucas says, yeah, that's been a thing all summer. Which then we get another flashback to beginning of the summer. And Lucas is still staying with Peyton the night of the fire. Um, because she's freaked out about Ellie. And Lucas tells Peyton that he told Brooke he loved her as she left. And Peyton just sits up and just goes, nice timing. <laughs> like, uh, their banter, this episode is so good. It's very, Between very everybody, good. Everybody. And also, just, like, the self-awareness on Lucas, Eugene, Scott of being like, yeah, I'm a piece of work, aren't I? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you are. Yep. It's so good. It's so uh, good. Yeah. But uh, Peyton does admit and tells Lucas that she's happy that they kind of found each other again at the end of this year. And it's good to be friends, even with their history. And Lucas kind of tells her it's always going to be there, isn't it? The history or the friends? History. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To his credit, though, he's not sleeping in her bed. No, 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 no. He's hanging out at the the chair by the computer. So because that is Jake's spot. God damn it. Mm -hmm. Not for Lucas. (laughs) <laughs> all righty then <laughs> anyway yeah not uh, my only outburst this episode there's another outburst coming up just buckle hold on to your butts <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah um and then peyton flashes back to her dad coming home here it is that's not immediately- papa sawyer actor change that is the oh, actor right. I refer to as not Dennis Quaid because I always think he's Dennis Quaid when I first see him. That is not Papa Sawyer. 
Uh, <laughs> I forgot if he was in season two at all or if he, yeah, because no, because uh, Papa Sawyer's actor does change um, for the dumbest reason ever. Because I found that out on the Drama Queens podcast. Apparently, the skeezy producers and the creator who shall not be named um, inferred that um, Peyton and the actor who played her father for the first two seasons had too much sexual chemistry to play father and daughter. Ew. Yeah. No, no. I remember them talking about this and thinking that. And now that you're saying it again, I'm like, ew. Yeah, it's gross. So that's why they fired that guy and got and got new guy not to play her dad. Not Dennis. Gotta be honest though, I prefer New Guy. Oh, I do too. Trust he's me, great. New Guy. He's a new Guy is great. Actor. He's a yeah. great actor. And here's what I'm going to say: slightly spoiler for you, Jesse. He's around a lot more this season, and it's very, very good. He's been around in these two episodes more than he was around in the last two seasons. Exactly. Like, exactly. No, and he's great. And so she I am looking up the actor's name because... immediately. Starts grilling him as soon as he gets off the boat and says. Is she my mother? What? What is she telling the truth? And he's like, well, we need to talk about it. And she said, you said we need to talk about it in person. We are in person. Tell me. And he said, your mom is gone, Peyton. But your biological mother is not. Uh... Dun, dun, dun. So we finally get confirmation that Peyton is adopted. <sighs> Which was not even anything on my radar. That was not something I knew I needed confirmed. (laughs) Right? Right? It just pops out of nowhere. Because you're like, who's this creepy lady saying that she's her mother? And then the next thing you realize is, oh, no, wait. Peyton is actually adopted. Yep. You want to know who Papa Sawyer, where I know Papa Sawyer from? Is it Everwood? It's a Cinderella story. He played Chad Michael Murray's father in in a Cinderella story. No way. He well, absolutely did. Oh my god. Yep. That's amazing. Hollywood is a circle. Everyone mm-hmm. has acted with everyone. Yes. Yep. Yes. 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 Six so, degrees of Kevin Bacon. Absolutely. Six degrees. Evidently, this guy's name is Kevin Kleiner. I will not remember that. His name is not Dennis Quaid. Uh, <laughs> He's Quaid. not Dennis Quaid from now on. Yep. <laughs> so then we actually get a mini montage of a couple things. Um, Dan playing with fire Great. in the bathroom. It's fine. <laughs> Deb seemingly hiding the annulment papers in her very own wedding album. The one place she knows Dan won't look. Or is she? Right? Or is she? Yeah. And Peyton sulking in a room and flashing back again to her and her father talking at her mom's graveside. And Larry tells her that they never knew who her father was. And they had an agreement with her biological mother that she would not make contact unless Peyton wanted to reach out to her when she was older. And Peyton's pissed. Yeah. That she's been lied to all of these years. She's very upset at the situation. And she's been sketching this whole time and gives her father a drawing that says, instead of people always leave, it's people always lie. Yep. So Peyton Sawyer's all in her feels about this, which she's still angsty. Still angsty. I would argue she's angstier in these two episodes than she was all of last season. Yep. Yeah. Last season she was, well, except all for maybe. Season one. season one, she was real angsty. Season two, she was not as angsty. She had, she a little had more... some low moments Yeah. Uh, in yeah. season two. But yeah, but... this is angst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we jump back to Haley, 
who walks into the now empty apartment and sees Nathan's redecorating. Which yep. then prompts another flashback to, again, beginning of summer. And it, they have another conversation where Haley tells Nathan that no matter what happened on tour, Nathan was always the best part of her life. Nathan then throws the annulment papers that she signed, throws those back in her face, and they get into an argument about him visiting and leaving before she got off stage, her calling him and leaving him a message instead of just calling him. And Haley tells him, if you didn't even listen to the message, this is what it said. It said that she was being childish when she left for tour because he gave her an ultimatum. She was being stubborn and she couldn't take that back. Did she want to go? Yeah, but there was never a night where she loved the tour more than she loved Nathan. Yeah. And her flashback is interrupted by one Brooke Davis showing up at the apartment and tells Haley, what are you doing here? She was like, I was just looking at the apartment. And she's, well, you can't stay here because I'm renting the apartment for me. So Brooke is now going to live at the apartment. Because there's only one available apartment in all of Tree Hill. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. Yes. Speaking of the apartment, then we go to probably a couple hours later where uh, one Marvin McFadden mouth is helping Brooke move into the apartment. And I say help very loosely because mouth is the only one moving anything in that apartment. And Brooke is working on her uh, how I spent my summer Pinterest board pretty much. (laughs) IRL Pinterest board. Right? Literally. And yeah. Poor mouth. But good for mouth. And they discuss the arrangement between Brooke and Lucas and mouth just kind of like mouth asks all the questions that we're asking. So he's like, so is it like, well, Felix? And she's like, no, no, no. It's not just physical. I would go for some romance with Lucas, but we're not exclusive. So this way I won't get hurt. And Mouth then tells Brooke that he and Erica broke up over the summer. And he kind of says, you know, he wishes that he had that back. And isn't it kind of worth it? And Brooke asks, well, what happened between you and Erica? And he's like, well, she got popular and dumped me. What a bitch. Right? Goddamn Erica Marsh. Come on. Yeah. Then Peyton shows up. And immediately tells Mouth nice work. And they're all very confused. And she says, Brooke gets a new place and you've already got her in the bedroom. Good job, Mouth. There you go. Right, right. (laughs) And Mouth's like, okay, I'm going to go get more stuff. And Brooke says, you could go get the couch. All by himself. And that's what he he does. Mouth, Mouth goes to try to get the couch up up those flights of stairs into that apartment. Uh, Oh, God. Mouth's a saint. It's fine. Um, yeah, so Brooke then talks to Peyton about how her new place is going to be the new party place after they redecorate and get rid of all the lovely redecorating that Nathan did. And Peyton says they should leave it since, you know, yeah. Yeah. And Brooke, Brooke's like, well, no, because Haley's around and she shouldn't have to look at that. And Peyton says, why not? She's the reason it's there. And Peyton admits she has a serious problem with Haley leaving. Nathan is the captain of the salt squad these first two episodes. Uh-huh. Peyton is the co like the co-chair. Like yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. He's president of the salty club. She's the VP. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But also, I love that 
they're still so close, like their friendship that she's very, like she's very clearly like, very protective of Nathan. Absolutely. And I love that despite their history, they're still very close friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's, I think that's really nice. Like, especially since like they were bad together and they were kind of mean to each other. It's really nice that they're still so close. Yeah. Well, and Absolutely. we saw, we kind of saw the rekindling of that friendship at the end of season two. So it's not like it just came out of nowhere and all of a sudden she's really protective of him, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 No, which I, I, I like. like. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. That was like that hot second where we were like, are they going to really do this with Peyton and Nathan? And right. he didn't, thank God. But yeah. yeah. But I would not be surprised if, like, headcanon for me is that all summer while Nathan was at High Flyers, he was talking to Peyton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, not Lucas, but Peyton. No, yeah. They're not friends anymore. No, they're not right. friends anymore. We'll they're get to really that. not friends anymore. <laughs> God. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Peyton. So Peyton admits that she has a huge problem with Haley leaving, and Brooke tries to ask if the problem is with Ellie and not Haley. And Peyton immediately flies off the handle and retorts that she has a problem with anyone leaving and then coming right back and expecting to be instantly forgiven. And Brooke replies with a very appropriate rare. <laughs> and Peyton yeah. goes too bitchy, and Brooke goes just a little. <laughs> And it's great. Um, And Brooke, kind of seeing both sides, tells her that they both know what it's like to have your heart broken. And maybe Haley just needs a little help with that, whether she's to blame for it or not. Yeah. 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 Look at Brooke being the peacemaker of the bunch. So weird. Right? I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So then we cut over to Lucas, who is at the river court. And he's trying to play some basketball, but the, the boy's struggling a bit here. He, he's a little winded. He's he's not 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 playing it at his full potential. And we wonder why. Because he hasn't taken his fucking medication for three months now, kids. I have another prediction to make. If, okay. I, if I may, we will see that boy collapse on a basketball court before the season is done. We, it will happen. And that's how Karen is going to figure out that he's got the heart stuff. Interesting. That, that's oh, yep. interesting. That's uh, interesting. my prediction. Very interesting indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So he's, as so. he's like trying to catch his breath and like holding his chest, like he's having a heart attack. Um, Haley shows up. So he has to like fake it and be like, oh, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And she tells him that she's back for good or for bad. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets a gross sweaty hug. The, that, that was a gross sweaty. Hug. Yep. Yep. That was a very gross sweaty hug. Uh, yeah. Then we go back to Peyton, who has another flashback to her and her dad. And this was the first time I cried. Oh, God. It's so like, can I, I'm just going to say this before we start. The acting between these two is so good. It's mm-hmm. so good. Um, but he talks to her in a room and he tells her that her mom didn't sleep for a week when they brought her home. Every cry, every gurgle, every move she made, her mom was there. And she told him that no matter what, Peyton's going to know that her mother loves her. And he tells her that they were going to tell Peyton together. But when she died, he didn't want to confuse her grief with anything else. And then it just the years went on. And he told her he told her that she could be mad at him all he wants, all she wants. But don't be mad at her mother because she never lied to her and she always loved her. 
the fact that Ellie exists doesn't change who her mother was. Oh, yeah, that was really sweet. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, sad. Like just and just like hearing him talk about Anna Mm -hmm. was also just ugh heartbreaking. And yeah, the thing that we keep forgetting about the fact is he also he lost his wife. Yeah. Yeah, he lost the love of his life with that, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, Peyton lost her mom. He lost his best friend and his wife with all of that. So they're both struggling with all of this right now. Yeah, still, still, eight years on. So, yeah, such a good scene, such a good scene between the two of them. Yeah, props to Hillary Burton and not Dennis Quaid. Yep, good job, guys. Yep, then. We cut over to the cafe and Deb stops by and sees Karen and Karen admits that she likes the new makeover that Deb did while Karen was away. They redid it. They they made it a lot more hip and cool and fun. Uh-huh. There's a map of the United States now on it with with pins and things and eyeballs at the top of the counter. You can tell it's, Peyton helped redecorate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Um, but Karen likes it and they talk and we find out that Andy's probably not coming back anytime soon and that no one has heard from Keith at all. But he's still in those opening credits, man. He's uh still there. Uh. Then Haley comes in and asks for a job and. Karen's like, yeah, I would love to have a pop star playing at the cafe. And she's like, no, actually, I was hoping just a waitress like I used to. And Karen goes, oh, OK, table five needs a cleanup. Yep. He's like, OK, great, 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 great. Just rolling with it. Yep. 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 And then Haley looks at the piano at the cafe and remembers the first time she sang for Nathan at the cafe. And Lucas asks her if she's talked to Nathan at all, Summer. And she says she hasn't, but she sent him a lot of letters. Which confirms that the letters that Nathan are getting are, of course, from Haley. Then flashback again to the night of the fire. And we get round three of the Haley and Nathan argument. Rip my heart out fast. And this is the third time I cried. uh And Haley comes into Nathan's room and Nathan starts to say more hurtful things. And... Haley just feels real. You can tell that she just is really defeated and says whispers always and forever before turning away and then launching herself onto that bed. But he calls her Hales first. Uh-huh. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. That he boy does. loves her so much. Uh-huh. Well, because he says always and forever. He he says she says she she's here's what it, here's how it goes. She says it first. He says Hales. She launches onto that bed. Hugs onto that boy, tries to kiss that boy, and he pulls her off of him. He kisses her back a little bit. He oh yeah, he does. He oh he so does. And then realizes what he's doing and goes, No, I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. No. I'm stubborn. <laughs> Take your boobs I'm, away from me. I am I'm, mad at I'm you. I'm a stubborn child. I am <laughs> mad at you. Ugh. And he tells her that she needs to go. And she tells him that I I I fine, I get it. If you don't love me anymore. And Nathan tells her that. That's the part that really sucks, that he does love her and he always will. He just can't trust her. Oh, I'm like about to cry thinking about it. I, 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 
rip my heart out, throw it out on the pavement, let a steamroller just run it over like five times, and then put it in a blender and serve it on toast. I just, yeah, that's what that scene did to me. I was done after that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think a part of us are wondering this whole time if Nathan actually still loves Haley at all or if he's just really pissed. And the fact of the matter is, it's both. He's really pissed, but he still loves her and always will. And that's what makes it even harder. Sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Before we... At least in season two, I could be sad, but it it was like pushed down because Haley wasn't around to remind me that I'm sad. Yeah. Now she's back and I'm like, yeah, I'm sad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's rough being a Navy stand in season three. Yeah. (laughs) Then um, we cut back to Dan, who is again ransacking Nathan's room, looking for those annulment papers. And Deb hands him a manila envelope full of papers. And Dan's like, oh, you found the annulment papers. Great, 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 great. And he opens it up and it's not Haley and Nathan's annulment papers. It's Deb and Dan's divorce papers. Yes, thank yes, God. Yes, 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 and Deb yes, goes, yes. you're better now, Dan. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's time for this to, to happen and be done. And Dan agrees. And Deb is shocked. <laughs> that he's like, okay, yeah, sure. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, right, right. We're like, okay, great. Then Brooke comes to the cafe and tells Haley to bring her stuff to the apartment after work because she needs a place to stay and Brooke needs rent money to pay for her back-to-school wardrobe. So in the most Brooke Davis way possible, Brooke invites Haley to live with her because she has nowhere else to go. Yep. So, yeah. Good for Brooke. Tutor girl become became wifey girl became roommate. Yes. Wow. Right. Just yeah. I kind of love the fact that they're going to be living together. Yeah. Yeah. The hijinks that will ensue. Oh no. Mm, yeah. Then Lucas and Peyton are hanging out, and he gives her a hard time about her new haircut. She equally gives him a hard time about his hair change that he did in the middle of last year, and they're very adorable. And she tells him that she cut it because Ellie had the whole long hair thing and she wants nothing to do with it. And Lucas says that she saw Ellie and Peyton tells him that she hasn't talked to her since she slammed the door in her face. The creepy emails stopped at that point as well. But now Ellie is back in town. Mm. Mm. R.I.P. 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 Peyton Sandy. Right. Oh, gone, but not forgotten. I'm right. like, what did I miss? No. <laughs> no, no That's just, all. Peyton, just Peyton Sanity. It's fine. Peyton it's fine. Sanity. Okay, okay, gone, okay. but yeah. not forgotten. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then Nathan's back at High Flyers and he's talking to one of his friends at High Flyers. And the friend tells him that, you know, he can't get it all back at once, but it takes time. And Nathan's looking at Haley's letter. And we get a flashback to Nathan finding the annulment papers and looking at them. And turns out when Haley sent them back with Lucas, she didn't actually sign them. She wrote, I love you, where her name should have been on the papers and oh. gave them back to Nathan. 
Uh, I have been holding in my emotions about that specific moment for a very long time. Uh-huh. Because, uh-huh. Well, because and here's why. It's because I knew that she did it. And for some reason, I thought that he found out that that's what she wrote in season two. Uh-huh. And I kept thinking to myself, like, did I miss it? Like, was I not paying close enough attention to yep. something? Like, to a scene? No, it just happens in season three. Yep. And so <laughs> I was like, oh, that's when it happens. Because, like, I was like, I know she doesn't actually sign them. I know she writes, I love you. Why? Like, did I miss it? And yeah. it turns out I didn't. I was just in the wrong season. I was ahead of myself. Yep. It's so good. It's so good. So sweet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you like Did you like that twist, Jesse? I did. Right? It's so sweet. It's so I sweet. hate that they got married, but I don't want them to be, like, not married anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still you hate think that they it did it, a... but now that they did it, you don't want them to not be. Right. I'm still rooting yeah. for those idiots, you know? Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, they're almost 18 now at this point. They'll both turn 18 this year. It's fine. Right. They'll be 18 by their second anniversary. It'll be great. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. They haven't even been married a year yet. Oh, no. Right. Because this is, we haven't hit the one year mark in TV his in TV time yet. No, because, because we joined them in the middle of the season, basketball yeah. season. Uh huh. School hasn't started. We have not hit the one year TV timeline yet. No, no, no we, we have not. not at all. We have not. And they've spent at this point in the present day of this TV show, they've spent six months of their first year as a couple, not just married, but as a couple apart. Uh huh. So, yeah, married and separated. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and Haley brings her stuff to the apartment and sees the lovely mural that Brooke has not painted over yet. And, and Brooke has not painted over, and Peyton has also painted a frame around. Uh-huh. I do <laughs> kind of love it, though. I do, too. It says, it says love on it. Love. Love. So petty. And I just, ooh. Uh, so yeah, good. no, she's, yeah, no, she's, she's vice president and also like secretary treasurer of the salty club. Yeah. Yeah. The P and P so here stands for petty. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, I like that. That's good. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. So Brooke tells her, here's the deal. She has room for her, but not a lot of pity. She did what she did and it's done. She can take it or leave it. And Haley says, I'll take it. And Brooke smiles because she's happy that she has a roommate now. Cause I think Brooke really likes Haley. Like, I think in the last year of the show, they they got close and became friends, which I like. Mm-hmm. I also really like the way that Brooke handles that situation. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, you've got the, the various ends of the spectrum here where it's like, obviously, Nathan is pissed at her. And, mm-hmm. and, like, so Nathan aside, you've got... At one end of the spectrum is Peyton, who's fucking furious. Mm-hmm. At the other end of the spectrum is Lucas, who's, like, comforting her and being like, it's all going to work out. Everything's okay. It's not your fault, even though it is your fault. And then there's Brooke in the middle, who's like, you fucked up. But I'm not going to hold it against you. Yep. But I'm also You wanted to do better, and I'm here for it. Let's move on. Yeah. Well, yeah, and love- Brooke was also on that road trip with Lucas when they found Haley and she was like, 
you know, seriously, she saw that there's nothing going on there. Nothing went on yeah. between Haley and Chris. Like she saw Haley like questioning things and, and yeah. And don't tell me they didn't also talk. Like I know they right. didn't show Brooke and Haley yeah. talking. Don't tell me those two girls didn't have a little girl time some point and chat about it and talk about it. I'm going to assume they were having girl time at the same time that Lucas and Chris were speaking. Yes, exactly. 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 So yeah, love it. Love it. Love it. Then we go to Dan who goes to confession. Uh, And I'm sitting here going, are they going to try to make us swallow another like Phoenix syndrome situation where they're going to make us think Dan's a good guy? For four no, episodes. no, no, they're just oh, they're no, just no, no, doubling no, no. down on the evil. They're doubling down on no. the evil because he says he's made some mistakes. He lies awake with regret and he's sad he's not the man he thought he'd become. But then he tells the priest that three months ago someone tried to kill him. He's pretended not to remember that someone tried to kill him, but he vows to find out who did it and he will get his revenge. Can I? And then is this when we get all the thing? flashbacks of all the people who? Our potential yes. suspects. Yeah. So yeah. Like Craig Shepard's entire Christ. cast and supporting cast of last season. Yeah. It's everybody. <laughs> Just starting yeah. at A in the phone book. Yeah. Seriously. Dan goes, Can I confess for something I haven't sinned for yet? It's like, no. No. It's not how this works, Danny boy. No. Yeah. Uh, but that's why that's why Craig is in the opening credits because we get the flashback of Keith punching him. Uh-huh. We got a flashback of every fucking person in the town. From like, it's like Jules all the way to Whitey and Ethan and Haley and Lucas and Karen. It's everybody. Everybody except Brooke and Peyton are the only two that are really not suspects. Yep. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, that happens. Great. Then Lucas looks for Brooke at the beach and he finds her and he asks her if this whole thing's going to work with them casually dating. And they both say, yeah, it's going to be a good idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. And they kiss and Brooke takes a selfie of them on her flip phone. So, you know, that granny pixelated thing somewhere in the world. It's printed out and posted on her IRL Pinterest board. Exactly. Exactly. Not granny at all. It's the most high tech cell phone camera they've ever seen in 2005. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah. So then we end the episode with Peyton finishing redecorating her room by painting a very large number on her wall and turns out it's how many people are in the world it's like six billion something blah 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 and one and it cues a voiceover of her by this and also kind of our montage where she talks about how many people there are in the world some are running scared which goes to brooke some are coming home and that's Haley. some tell lies which is deb others are just now facing the truth which is peyton what is Deb lying about? Sorry to interrupt, but what did I miss? Oh, she's drinking again. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. She's yeah. Totally, well, because, I mean, she says it when they're at the cafe. She's like, I'll take a gin. I mean, coffee. Yeah, like, I, thought, I thought that she's was She's totally and, and we'll drinking off again. It's a joke, but it's no. Deb's drinking again. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, just, she's been like, I've been a miserable bitch. Like, uh-huh. she's drinking. She, she had to spend the last three months with burn victim Dan whining and crying about his itchy burns. And no Nathan as a bride. <laughs> Exactly. You know, Nathan, that'd drive anyone to drink. I don't blame her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. And then others are now just facing the truth. Peyton, some are evil men at war with good, which is Dan. And some are good struggling with evil, which is Lucas. 
And we find out when they pan to Lucas for that, that Lucas has the partially burned note that was given to Dan that said, for everything you've done. Uh, Lucas has that note. And it ends with a, a, a part of the voiceover that says, sometimes you just need that one person. And it ends with Nathan in the locker room at High Flyers putting on a chain that still has his wedding ring on it. Yep. And I the episode that monologue and how much I love it. It's, it's such so a good, good monologue from her. It's so good. It's like such I, a good I think about that quote all the time. Hmm? Like I know that like Hillary has said many times on the on the podcast that the the quote that people like tell her the most is your art matters. Mm-hmm. And like it's that I think that this monologue about there being six billion people in the world and sometimes all you need is one is better than mm-hmm. your art matters, in my Facts. opinion. Facts. Yeah. So that's the season premiere of season three kids. What did we think? Wow. This is a good season opener. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially like she starts very, very strong. It does. It really does. And like I haven't watched this show in a couple weeks because we've like we recorded, we recorded like the last two episodes or the second to last two episodes of season two. And then we took like six weeks off. Mm-hmm. And, but because I thought that we weren't going to be taking six weeks off, I watched the season finale of season two, like three weeks ago. Yeah. And then we took a bunch of, we, bunch, blah, 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 blah. we took a bunch of time off. And so I've been like waiting to start season three. <laughs> Uh-huh. Have it like watched ahead. And yeah. so it was just it was a really good start. And yeah. yeah, it I think it answered some questions from the end of season two, but it also gave us more questions to think about. It's it's a very good way of like where season two sort of sort of started off with a clean slate with a lot of things. I mean, there was some stuff that came over like Nathan and Haley's marriage and Lucas coming back into town. That kind of stuff. But there wasn't as much crossover from the end of season one into season two. Season three, from two to three, is where they wrapped up a lot of season two. But there's still a lot of big unanswered questions that carry over into season three. And you can tell that what happened in season two is still going to shape what happens in season three very much so. Well, it has to. Yeah. So much, like, big life-changing stuff happened. Especially in the last, like five episodes of season mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I thought was interesting was, so for the recap, you all, y'all uh, had me watch the season three preview or like mm-hmm. the, the, and this is not the episode that they were advertising in that like season three premiere ad. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were, a lot they of the were, clips from that second are a lot of clips are from the next episode. Yeah. yeah. They're from the first two episodes mixed together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is more like season three, episode like zero. Like it's a transition episode to ease you back into the world. To you know, mm-hmm. ostensibly, if we were watching it live, we had what like four months off, three months off between yeah. seasons. So it's yeah. like easing you back into the characters, into the world, and yeah, yeah. Brody, was this a two-part season premiere? I'm not sure. I was going to look that up, and I had not because. I have so, the IMDb page still open. Oh, yeah. I got it. Let's see. So for me, 
like when I started watching this TV show, season one and two were already out. I started watching the show the summer between two and three at my friend's house because she had the DVDs. And so when season three started, I actually hadn't finished season two yet. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, no, you can't watch things like you're you're going to like you haven't seen things yet. And yeah. so like I. This is like season three is when I really got into the show. Same. Same. I think is why I like it so much. And mm-hmm. I want to say one of the first I like I don't think I watched the first. Three, like five or six episodes live. Mm-hmm. Like it was a while before I was like watching them every week, like as they were airing. Fun fact, they are season three, episodes one and two are not a two part season premiere. They were aired a week apart from each other because mm-hmm. it premiered season three premiered October 5th, 2005. The next episode was October 12th. Yeah. Okay. That makes so, sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I adore this episode. Yeah. So much. One one more fun fact. I scrolled a little farther on not Dennis Quaid's IMDb uh, page, and he was also mm-hmm. the father in Smart House, the uh, Disney Channel that's original it. movie. That's where I recognize him. Yep. There it yep. is. Okay. He's the dad in Smart House. There we go. Also, yep. You, you know what happened? What started already, Brody, that we didn't talk about, but I had a note about it, and I was just going to wait to bring it up to the end because it's not like super important, but it's funny. Sun kissed. <gasps> Yes. Yes. Did you see that, Jesse? No. Okay, so, so when Mouth is helping Brooke move, Brooke hands him a soda. Did you recognize what soda it was? I honestly couldn't have t- it told you okay. that she handed I'll just him a tell soda. you this. It was a sun-kissed It was a sun-kissed. Soda. And I'm just going to give you a big old spoiler. The season sun- 3 is sponsored by Sunkissed. Sunkissed like- takes over Tree Hill. They are <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. And it is the best. So Sunkissed, this episode will not just drink having- any other soda except Sunkissed. Nothing right. else will ever be sponsored by anything but Sunkissed. So right. Sunkissed owns One Tree Hill pretty right. much. Wow. Sun- Sunkissed is I would argue 90% was like was like probably Maybe not 90, probably 60% of the funding for season three. Yep, like, probably. That's sponsorship. Yeah. Because yeah. so we get it. Brooke hands mouth a sun kissed. When Haley's behind the counter at the cafe, mm-hmm. she hands somebody an orange soda in a glass. Mm-hmm. And then it happens two more times in the next episode, and I will point them out. Yep. This is just the start. Like, so- I'm I, I feel keep, a second. I'm keep Every time there's a sun kiss, I'm going to write a note about it so we can see how many times it happens by yes. the end of the series, Perfect. by the end yes. of the season. Yes, yes. The sun kiss tally is on, kids. It is. Love it. Ready? Play along. See if you can find them all like we can. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, yeah, I love this episode. Um, I love season three. So knowing what's ahead makes me very happy, but I also just love what is happening with it. And I personally, in a lot of ways, actually also like where the characters are with their own relationships in a lot of ways, mostly like the Brooke Peyton Lucas relationship. Like those three are real good right now. And that makes me very happy. Um, Contrary to what, you know, like the end of season two and this episode makes you want to believe like they're good. Yeah. Which makes me happy. The Nathan Haley stuff ripped my heart out. Um, It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. 
I'm fine. I'm lying I'm to not. myself. I'm fine. I'm a big fat liar, but it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed this episode a lot, even with itchy, confessiony Bernie Dan. Oh, oh, yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you think, Jesse? I I enjoyed myself. I always love beginning of season vibes. It's like scratches my need for rompy episodes. They never start at seasons with huge dramatic episodes. So I enjoy beginnings of seasons. <laughs> Just wait. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. It's interesting. Is it interesting? That is very it's, interesting. Very, it's very interesting. I fucking oh. hate you guys. I fucking uh no, yeah. it was it was good. I enjoyed myself this afternoon. Good. Good. Yeah. Anything else we want to add, kids? I'm good. I'll take that as a no. All right. Well, then that's going to do it for us, kids. Thank you so much for listening. As always, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Your support is so appreciated, and we so enjoy seeing that we have people listening like everywhere. It's kind of crazy pants. So we love and appreciate that so, so much. Um, follow us on social media. We are everywhere at on Wednesdays pod. Um, you mostly can find us like on Instagram and Facebook. We sometimes are on the Twitter, but yeah, drop us a DM on Twitter or on Instagram or Twitter, wherever you want to and reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week for another episode of on Wednesdays. We watch one tree Hill. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Bye.